1: Hello and welcome to the SmackDown preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Hamflet from What Cultures. Look ahead to tonight's episode of Friday Night SmackDown. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. Where we're not going to review SmackDown, but also <laughs> the show formerly known as <laughs> NXT2 Oh! my AW Collision, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a bloody quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, joined by Michael Hamlet to look ahead to this week's episode of SmackDown. not know.
2: Not but, like by 20th Century Fox, but by the, the flautist that yes. actually performed lovingly <sighs> the tune, the famous tune. I don't care. Good, <laughs> right. I, It's
1: it never fails to make me laugh. Yeah. That, but we're here to talk about the fallout from the trial of Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. Really, a chance to chat about it. Obviously, yes. Uh, what did you make of it all? Uh, why haven't they been nominated for any Emmys? And um,
2: well, where do we go from here? Well, Emmys, Oscars. Tell you what, it is with like cinema right now. I I think this happened to me when I had children. I basically started to have a zero tolerance policy for anything that went over 90 minutes. I can, I I can, an absolute push 100. Oppenheim is three hours apparently. (laughs) F*** off. (laughs) Um, I just, I don't think, I used, don't get me wrong, when I was younger, I used to think the longer the better. I used to like think I'd achieved something when I watched it. Oh, you haven't seen that? It's only uh, three hours, 25. Yeah, Magnolia. Battleship Patimpkin or whatever. The yeah. F- it's gone with the wind. Come on, get these are classics, all that. Like, I used to think that, like, one meant the other. You run t- Along the runtime. like, I loved, used to love what, like, I was a, like, bit of a Stanley Kubrick devotee in the years that I think a lot of people become that. Yeah, sort of, Like, yeah. 18 to 21. And 2001, I just thought was, well, cinema. Yeah. Know, cine. And, uh... I gradually, my patience has worn thin for those sort of run times. And I just like, I enjoy films, but films aren't necessarily my thing. I'm not, you know, I'm Michael Games Hamflip. We all know that. That's that's (laughs) my true obsession. But um, as a result, one hour 30, one hour 40. If you can't tell your story, you you can't get my attention, unfortunately. Uh, And I kind of had the wrestling version of that because I was unable to watch SmackDown in full last week. Um, due to having a wonderful time at Transmit Festival, a weekend I will miss for months and months mm. and months. I won't be over it for a long time. But um, I did watch Raw's very helpful um breaking down of yes. the Bloodline stuff. Like four minute. Well, that's it. The breakdown lasted four minutes, which typically would be enough for an entire segment. Mm-hmm. But the fact that, like, that was, what, a tenth of the full runtime? Yep. And I was like, this is perfect. I'm hearing the dialogue of sped-up uh, moments of like yep. Roman going to a knee and then obviously the low blow and Solo doing the long lingering look. i got every single story beat I could have needed from that four and a half minute highlight package. And then I looked at the ratings for last week's Smackdown. Oh my God. And the public want the 40 minute version. Yep. The public want the Scorsese version, the Kubrick version, the whatever version. Um, who's Oppenheimer again? Is it Nolan? Yes. I think Nolan's a hack, by the way. But Did you? for you? Yeah. Th- my wife loves Inception. I think it's terribly... I think it goes a minimum of two layers too far into the dream. <sighs> I think by the end, we're just doing like, can we do the Matrix done? Yeah. <laughs> can we do James Bond in the snow? Yeah. Do we need those ones? I want to do James Bond in the snow. <laughs> like, I think his Batmans are overwritten. Nothing. <sighs> Keaton's Batman's goaded. Uh, I'm not even a Tim Burton lover while I'm just shooting on sacred cows. Wow. But I think Tim Burton nailed the first two bat and and i'm not sure like cinema has ever quite found the uh, found the balance nolan has a choice and i just think he makes some poor ones what
1: Chris nolan film do i like There's one. stella is that nolan
2: i haven't seen that one but i did see the runtime and that probably put me off it <laughs> um so look it's go to his filmography nolan this is the cinema podcast after all mm. yeah dark knight tenet dunkirk I went to Dunkirk in the cinema and fell asleep. I think that was something to do with having like like a difficulty getting one of my kids to sleep at the time. But I did fall asleep. 20, yeah, 2017. 20 yeah. yeah. Did have uh, did fall asleep in Dunkirk. Went with my mate Dave. He was just the loveliest guy. Memento you'll like. Memento I enjoyed. That was the one. That yeah. was the one. And uh, again, but I was younger. Insomnia is low-key goaded as well. Oh, insomnia! That is—is is that
1: Pacino or De Niro? Pacino of, and Williams. Yes, I love. Hillary insomnia. Swank, I should say. Insomnia
2: yeah. is good. Yes.
1: Prestige, I like the prestige as well. Don't think I've seen that circusy one. Uh, yeah, yeah, magicy. Uh, Hugh Jackman and Christian Bale. Not seen that one.
2: Aye, oh, insomnia. I didn't realize it's an insomnia. That was brilliant. Yeah. Aye, uh, insomnia. and memento for me is where my Nolan uh, fandom ends. I think. Aye, uh, like runtimes. Figure them out. I watched... <laughs> you know, I didn't like a film that I think has been relatively critically acclaimed. I watched a couple of weeks ago. Asteroid City. The yes. The Wes Anderson. Mm-hmm. And I like Wes Anderson. I don't love his style, but I like it. And I like... It's not one of my favourite Wes Andersons. But for all, like, he can be accused of style over substance or just films that... To reference a thing we talked about this week, films that insist upon themselves. Uh, yes. Leave themselves open to parody because of directorial choices, familiar directorial choices. I think the one thing he's got going for him is management of runtimes. Because I reckon that went about 100 minutes. Didn't feel like, for all that, like he sometimes loves to let things breathe and you're supposed to stop and look at it rather than particularly listen to any fast-paced moving dialogue or action sequences or anything. He wants you to absorb the beauty that he's put on the screen. It doesn't, do that with runtimes and I appreciate that about Wes Anderson. I don't find myself threatened by a visit to the cinema mm. and think I need to go out this chair. Like if you're gonna do if three hour films have become the norm, I think you need to bring intermissions back. Yeah. Uh, let's all go to the lobby. And okay, has a nice little table. tub of strawberry ice cream. Maybe that's why SmackDown's divided the cinema up into two last week. Yeah. You got the segment at the start, but you've got the segment at the end.
1: Yeah. And, and the and you <laughs> Piss break when Karen Cross comes out. Yeah,
2: everything in the middle is a piss break and an ice cream, depending on what you like <laughs> and what you don't like. Um so I thought what I saw was tremendous, but um, all of that is a long way around saying, but I do think that there's probably some balanced perspective somewhere in the middle of this is really great. Does it from a viewer standpoint? Does it need to be as stretched out as this? And then the Nielsen say, yes, yep, they're smashing records. So I don't know. Uh, not just smashing records, setting records. Yeah, mm. yeah.
1: The whole week, that whole week, that was the most popular thing. That's the first time that's
2: ever happened. Objective. Ad- Attitude Brief. Era, Hogan Era. Objective proof, it's you know, people love it. Uh, what do I think of it? I'm excited for Jay Uso and Roman Reigns, but I said this on the podcast the other week. I just don't think they can sell me on Jay winning. And okay. I'd, maybe that's what like these weeks are here to do, I suppose. It's all go, it's effectively all go home to SummerSlam now, isn't it? Like, mm. Yeah, Jay's, we don't know it's
1: actually happened yet because obviously Roman hasn't responded to the challenge. Yeah, I don't think he's on the show tonight, but he, you know, he's Paul Heyman, wise man, etc.
2: I will be amazed if Roman says yes outright. I'll be amazed. I feel like there's another... I'll give th- I'll give them this, right? They have found... I think they've rebuilt this from a period after WrestleMania where I was just out. I was, I was done. I was out with the bloodline, mm. I, and they pulled me all the way back in, and they've done so with, like, interesting twists. Mm-hmm. The idea that Jimmy would turn first is something we should have all seen coming, but didn't. Like, AW quality in that you can fantasy book things, and they give you something better. Yes. That's that's what I've really enjoyed about the, the bloodline lately. Um dragging out Jay, leaving the match itself. How incredible the last five minutes of the Money in the Bank match were. Uh, it just feels like there's another twist in the tail. Jay, like I've predicted already, haven't I? I like, you called the Jimmy thing, yeah. And I think they're going to bludgeon potential. Jimmy so that he can't appear at SummerSlam. Well, he's, hosp- he's in a hospital now, yeah. of course, yeah. I, I was pretty sure they were going to do that because I wonder if you're going to suddenly think, Jimmy's back! Oh my God! Why has he just kicked his brother? Like has Roman scared him straight or something like that? I genuinely think that's a an mm-hmm. avenue they could take. But in the road to Summerslam, I just think there's one more. I think it's too easy just for Roman to say. Um, like, what about if he says, "All right, Jay, you want? Um, you think you're the tribal chief? You really think you can shoulder the burden of being the tribal chief? I'll let you prove yourself at Summerslam. I'll give you the opportunity. Are you?" Win at SummerSlam, and you have shown me that you are the tribal chief. Maybe I'll even surrender the seat to you. So it's on. SummerSlam, you versus Solo Sokoa. And everybody goes, boo. And Jay's like, and Solo's like, snaps. Next snaps left. What? what you? So so does that mean that you're saying that I'm the tribal chief, mm. my tribal chief, and you create this division and this divide, and then Jay is like, I don't want to fight him. He's just my brother. And then Solo's like, Next snaps the other way. What? <laughs> Just your brother, uh, and then like something like that, and then obviously all of it is ultimately to still lead to Roman and Jay. Yes. But j- it's Roman realizing that he's lost Solo too, and it's like, right, how can I, um, how can I cause uh, Solo to doubt his place because I think I've lost him as well? So how can I uh, get him back on track? So this is Roman's latest gaslighting master plan, and Jay's too smart for it. Solo is theoretically too stupid, but then he ends up being too smart for it too. So Solo ends up ruling himself out of being there for Roman at some. Roman's got nobody. Yeah. In, Maybe Jimmy, I don't know. But I think there's another twist. Yeah, I agree. I think there's
1: going to be some, not necessarily stipulation, you know, in terms of match type added, because I don't think he needs it, basically. Mm. Um, but I would would not be surprised if Paul Heyman comes out and says, all right, well, you want to you beat his ass for what he's done to Jimmy, right? Yes. Well, he's going to put his title on the line and, and this lineage of this title, you know, To you know, to beat be the tribal chief, you have to beat the tribal chief one on one, and you'll get his title. What are you putting on the line? I don't know what that is. I don't know whether it's you're so confident in yourself. If uh, I don't know how this would work, because then I mean they never stick to it anyway. But if Roman wins, what you can't you can never tag with your brother again, or you know, because it's one of those things where he can't say you're kicked out of the bloodline, but. What Does about, the bloodline include like extended
2: family? Is it like you can never speak to Rikishi again or yeah. whatever? What about if I like that? What about if Heymans say, "All right, you can have your shot, but yeah, what you've got nothing to put up with. There's no reason why the Tribal Chief to entertain it. If you lose, Jimmy Uso can never wrestle in WWE again. Oh my god! He's like, oh god, do I really want this then? Uh, and then he takes the match anyway. And when Jimmy turns and Michael Cole is screaming. He's just cost himself his job. And then Roman explains on SmackDown, like, I told Jimmy, your brother was willing to risk your career for his own selfish gains. I would never do that. I'm bringing you back in. And then Jimmy Uso's like, wait a second, like three months ago, I was the smart guy to turn and now I'm being drawing back into it because this you have to kind of like really suspend your disbelief sometimes to make this make sense but like I, maybe I'm foreshadowing a Jimmy turn that isn't going to happen nobody wants this but I'm just trying to think of like ways out and ways to extend because that's typically been the, like the mantra with all of this and I've never been more sure that we're getting Roman and Cody at Wrestlemania yeah it just feels like finish the they, story let it play out yeah okay, get where you're going oh from God. Um maybe I will move to threads because then I won't have to read your tweets <laughs> I have to ruin my buzz of Cody winning the belt <laughs> refresh that I do that Fresh the timeline, bit. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to see all these pictures of people who have got of Cody and it's just you.
1: See? What well, maybe you do uh the Usos can never, uh, never wrestle in WWE again. So then they could just be the Fartos, I suppose.
2: Good. I'm like just that. trying to
1: think of alternatives to get around it, like yeah. you say, more, more than when they did. What was it? It was like. Tonight, Johnny Nitro's no more. And he's just like,
2: I'm John Morrison. <laughs> got
1: yeah. Aye. Got me. I
2: watched <laughs> for that exact reason. But yeah. I think it's... Uh, look, we're going to get the SummerSlam with Jey Uso and Roman, but I will give them the benefit of the doubt that the last maybe twist or the last... Uh, but like, it's close, isn't it? It's August the 5th. Yeah, I think we got three more SmackDowns after this one. So maybe not. Maybe it's just as simple as booking the match. That's not a lot of TV time. Like, Roman, I don't know if he's booked for what. I don't know if the next... I'd need to, like, check his SmackDown schedule, but I feel like he's probably only got one more TV taping out mm-hmm. of the three. So maybe not. Maybe I'm overthinking this because it's so close to the show, but I just feel like there's maybe a little more to this show. Yeah. In his absence, you want people who can
1: uh, entertain and retain the audience, and obviously Jey Uso is one of them, and Solo and Heyman, but outside of the Bloodline stuff, there was one name missing from last week's uh, SmackDown it was conspicuous by his absence. It's fair to say. I mean, he did do stuff. It was just a .dot com exclusive or whatever they call it mm. nowadays, digital exclusive. Or I think he beat up all of Hit Row. Or whatever. <laughs> Where the hell was L A. Night last
2: week? How do you do that to one L, L- A. a- Night? Yeah. yeah. Every week, keep saying it. Kind of hit sick of my voice saying it at this point. The tug of war continues, doesn't it? Was it ever more prevalent than um, Triple H? Four in the afternoon, sat in a Madison Square Garden office somewhere. I bet he picked a specific one. I bet he picked a specific desk that he's seen the old man sit at a lot. And he thought, "I'm going to sit there today." Yeah, like I'm gonna. I've seen Vince sit in that chair hundreds of times, thousands of times. I saw him sit in that chair after the curtain call (gasps) in 1996 when he told me, "You're going to have to eat a lot and learn like the taste of it because I'm Mm -hmm. going to punish you for this. You and you alone." And here we are, all these years later, and now I'm sitting in the chair. King of the castle. King of the castle. And I'm going to put LA Knight over, whoever, on TV in the garden, because we didn't give him the briefcase of money in the bank, but he's going to have this incredible MSG moment, and it's WWE and MSG, and when they show you somebody having a big night in MSG, they know you've got big plans. That's, what is it, Zoom or Skype? You know that jingle. Yeah, yeah. Like flashbacks. Though. Jesus Christ. Laptop lid opens. Hi hey, Paul. Don't know if that's Paul or Pal at this point. Nobody knows. No. Hey, Paul. Hi, Dad. But now the garden right. You know my dad always said. Yes, Vince, he said the garden is always the garden. No, he said the garden is always the garden. <laughs> I never knew what it meant then. I know what it means now. What it means is don't fing <laughs> put LA night in there. <laughs> what? You know how I feel about that guy, Paul. Whatever you do, do not ruin that building with LA night. Anyone else you want to do, you can do it. But do not ruin that building with LA Knight. Okay, Dad. Love you. Bye. Before I go, <laughs> be carrying across in two minutes. <laughs> Actually, I'm with you there, Dad. Close the laptop lid. Bye, Vince. Tears up his SmackDown script. I, oh God, I've just literally had LA night in five minutes ago telling him he's going to pin Austin Theory in an on-title match and now I've got to do this.
1: That is the r- way to
2: go, isn't it? Yeah. Tears up the SmackDown script. Like, You're not on TV. Who said that, Triple H? Mm. I, just things have changed. I've, I've got big plans for you. I've got faith in you. Go out there and smash Hit Roll, make them look like complete losers. We'll put it online. It's gonna go viral. Like we've been. have lo- you seen it, by the way. Nah.
1: Right. I'm not gonna make you watch it now, okay. but I'm gonna, we are gonna I've got a little something for you in a second. Okay.
2: I want to believe that as long as Vince doesn't Skype or Zoom in ahead of time that the LA Knight push will continue unabated, which means that what do they have to do? They need to start booking him. Yeah. The one thing that stops Vince McMahon is booking, (laughs) planning, preparation. (laughs) If Triple H just lines up six match graphics for the next six weeks of LA Knight leading up to SummerSlam, where he wins the United States title, Vince can't do anything about it. So he needs pronto, because we haven't got one yet, to go tonight, LA Knight versus Austin Theory. Or, Or just... Eliminate a match.
1: I was thinking more it's you're very WWE. Over the top broke battle royal to determine new number one contender. Yeah. Then you can have all the shenanigans, because obviously they have they've, they've put a lot into this whole brawling brutes theory, uh pretty deadly stuff. Yeah. You could arguably spin that off into a trios match at the Pape. Mm-hmm. That'd be good fun. Stip it up.
2: That's interesting, yeah.
1: Do that. So have the the story of that be told in the in the match, mm-hmm. Austin Theory sat there at ringside, and he's organized pretty deadly. If, if they look like one or more than one of, of Butch, Ridge of the Blue Fridge, and uh, Sheamus are going to make it in there, am I just sneaking in and doing yeah. something? Like, whether it's ch- sneaking in and chucking them out, or if one of them spills to the outside, come down and break a chair over his back. So they go, what the bloody hell are you doing? And someone else can, whoop, out you go. Could you get
2: there? Try this one on. Go on. They like Austin Theory. Nobody else does, but WWE does. <laughs> and this title reign, bizarrely, is like starting to build up, you know, like Gunther numbers. 200 odd days in yeah, it. Yeah, like, well, it's like, you know, Bianca recently had the belt for a long time. Gunther ha- it still has the belt, and these reigns carried a certain prestige. Theory's has none, but it's got the numbers. Yeah. Right, so they believe it to be more than it is. Triple H, I still believe from when he won the belt, it's like, see, he's doing your tweet. When I absolutely killed you dead with that cashier and I told you better days were coming, see, mm. and it's just never happened, because, like, theory just hasn't risen to the challenge. What about if, as part of this ongoing feud, uh, theory's like, pretty, I like you guys. You've, like, really brought out the best in me. Like, I feel, like, empowered by you in a way I haven't. I've got, like, I've got my protection. I've got my boys. They've got my best interests at heart. And then, like, pretty deadly. I want to match with the Brawling Brutes. Um... And this like, the, it's going to be a three-way. Sheamus is maybe going to be in it or mm-hmm, something like yeah. that. You know, like, they're, they're kind of setting that up. Um, and then the and then Pretty Deadly take out, let's go with Ridge the Fridge. Sorry, Ridge. But they, like, they've been doing the throat stuff, haven't they? Yes. So, like, Ridge the Target, Ridge the fridge throat with, like, a chair. And he's just, like, out of action. And, like, that's when Pretty Deadly are, like, uh, oh, come on. Like, let's take us on in a three-on-two at SummerSlam, are you? So, brawling. Like, you can take us on. You can beat us. Like, give us the match. Like, uh... Even put Theory's title on the line for the whoever f- gets the Ooh. pin, and Theory's like, Uh, uh what? And uh, I don't know, like Elton or Kit are like, yeah, well, battering, he's no bother, there's two of them. And uh, Seamus is like, I want that title, so yeah, yeah, let's do it. But we've got a third man, and I think you know the guy, <laughs> and I, yeah, and Elton Knight gets into it, and yeah. it's Theory's US title on the line, and you could even have one of Pretty Deadly getting pinned in that WWE way, ah. where like. Protected Austin Theory because he's lost his belt without losing it. Eleanor wins the belt that away, and then you've got like, like Ellen Hart as is well. champion. Before we move on, then.
0: Time it's time to play the game! Time to play time to
2: the time game! Ha 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 ha! there anything? About nothing at
0: <laughs> this
2: point. I'm in the pit for a week, mate. How many, how many views? I'll go and see pulp, but in a way I can't recommend it because you're gonna be riding that high so much that nothing will compare anymore. Yeah. Like, you know, in when Sinead O'Connor produced her incredibly evocative cover of Princes, Nothing Compares to You, took the song to the next level, an incredible bit of business. And in the video, she cries a single tear. Oh. For real. So powerful. Just her face in shot for the whole video and it's this love song that's about heartbreak nothing compares to you like i've cried more than a single tear while singing nothing compares to you to my videos of jarvis cocker performing at the public videos i didn't even take one of my friends took them because i couldn't get my phone out of my pocket because i was j- i could no longer control my hands doing the jarvis cocker hand in front of your face dance <laughs> for like two solid hours it's sat there this coming monday going it's been seven <laughs> hours and nine days. <laughs> I love it. How quick you did the maths. On yeah. that as well. God, if you can do the bit, you make it accurate. I respect that. I just like. Port were great. Like Blur did two nights at Wembley, uh, while I was at transmitting Glasgow. Shout out to Glasgow. I think it's my favourite city. Uh, it's better than Edinburgh. Sorry, <laughs> sorry to anyone in Scotland. I don't know if I'm creating a culture <laughs> war but uh, Glasgow. I, I wish Murray was there. because I tell him to a stupid face? Like. <laughs> I don't know why, he's Scottish, I don't know why he needs to go to Edinburgh, it's just North England, like, <laughs> it's like York, but up, yeah. right Glasgow's Scotland, um, and I just, it, two nights at Wembley, and it just took me back to like, being this pretentious little tosspot, <laughs> when I was like, when Britpop was like, one of my, I had a couple of like, musical awakenings as you do at that age, mm-hmm. I was like, kind of coming in at 11 and 12 and just being like, there's pop, there's these, ooh, yeah. I was the right age for that, just being a dickhead, well, my mates knowingly so. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't like this about myself now. Uh, Blur Oasis, Blur Oasis, Pulp, actually, uh, Radiohead, yeah. actually, Elastica, in fact, mm-hmm. like little arsehole. And then on Friday, I was like, No, nah, he was right, yeah, like he was into frigging Bret Hart and Pulp, he was right.
0: Mm-hmm. All
2: of it, I've got worse, I gave in, <laughs> and then just felt like, Oh man, uh, shall we, me and you, let's make a pack now, right? Let's meet up in the year 2000. Okay, won't it be strange when we're all fully grown? I think I've done enough growing to be honest. What's <laughs> again? Uh how
1: many views does uh this, this spot with um, LA Knight and Hit Row have on WWE's YouTube channel? Hmm. Uh I'll run you through some of the stuff. Austin Theory and Sheamus United States title match, 292,000 views, two four seven thousand for AJ Styles and Karrion Cross. The EO Sky almost cash in. Five hundred seventy two thousand. Edge, Grace, and Waller nearly four hundred K. Um, but Jey Uso returns one million, tribal court, two point eight million. Right, okay. Jesus. <laughs> uh but LA Knight takes on Hit Row by himself, smackdown exclusive. What are you saying? Two minutes fifty-four seconds.
2: Based on those ones, I'm gonna go four hundred and eighty-five thousand.
1: Good guess. Very good guess. I hate it when my mum always does this. When I make a try and get oh, Mum, I got this uh, uh Uh, suit for the cheap uh, for my mate's wedding. How much do you reckon I paid for it? A fiver?
2: Well, not a fiver, is it? It was 20 quid, and I was really pleased with it, and you've ruined it. Yeah, That was a perfect guess. You say what? I like 485,000. I think less than the EO one, but higher than some of those matches. Try this on for size, 1.3 million. What? Yes. So above Jay and just below Roman in terms of those bloodline ones. Exactly. Good God. Second most watched video from from Friday. Well, it's because he's over. Over is over, and he is over. This week, How many friggin I'm not gonna name some of them, but how many adverts, guest spots, cameos have you seen that like LA Knight, slash Eli Drake, slash forget what his real name is, like throughout his career in this sort of Twitter is trying to build Mm. the DVD documentary that WWE won't make on him. That's what's happening, isn't it? Like a network special. Like how did LA like make it to the dance now? Like what what's built this phenomenon. Twitter was just telling you, well, there was this, there was this, there was this. Ric Flair chopped the overcharger in an advert. There was this, there was this, there was this. He was on a training video going, yeah, like when Triple H said, you want some more? Like, there was so much lore. I saw him as one of Sasha Banks' um, security guards yes. in one of those NXT promo class videos that got leaked. And I, ju- I just... There's so much of him out there and you just think what I'm watching here is the guy's journey of putting together his own natural confidence with a host of little skills he's picked along the way this does not happen by accident he is not an overnight success story he's somebody that is ready yes push him
1: put him on the bloody show tonight WWE yep
0: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like European linen For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
1: Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be... a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com/slash WhatCulture today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp dot com slash WhatCulture. Moving on. Uh, oh, we've got a title match as well tonight. Oh. Asuka defending against Bianca oh, yeah. Belair, a uh, women's world title. I always forget what it's called now. They've changed it all around with the different shows. but
2: The WWE Women's Championship. Thank
1: you. Um, I would have got more excited and led with this had I anticipated a result. Uh, but we kind of can see where this is going. Like I say, we've got, I think, three SmackDowns before SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. We've already had a title match that they didn't put on the pay-per-view for understandable reasons because... Money in the Bank was goaded, yeah, and they didn't want to tarnish it with just a silly DQ thing, yeah. But it's going to happen again tonight because if you watch last week's show, if you watch the title match before Money in the Bank, there's three people involved in this title feud, potentially four with the house guy.
2: I have got a horrible feeling, right, that in an effort to uh throw people off because this triple threat has been. And maybe it's a four-way now with EO, but even then, why would she enter it? Why would she just yeah. not wait? You know, it's not kind of yet. Not yet for me, Jeff. An absolute push. It's Bailey that goes in. And Ooh. she's like, out the way, Eo. I'll take the four-way. Or oh, something like that. But I don't think that's gonna happen. That's it's the gonna... four horsewomen. Uh <laughs>
1: It took you a second, that didn't it? One, two. Mm-hmm. just. That's what they'll do. As we always said, the four horsewomen of WWE. What about Becky Lynch? Who? What about Sasha Banks? Definitely who?
2: <sighs> it did take me a second there, because like
1: they well, just, just stick Asuka and Bianca Belair's heads on the bodies of the other two.
2: It's the four me really, guys. Oh, yeah, you never heard of them. Like when uh, on the um, the ruth discretion doc, it was like, uh, WWE was WWE used to suck and it don't suck no more. Oh, yeah. And to prove that, they changed the F to the E, because what the f*** is a federation when you can have entertainment? Uh, it was all,
1: actually our decision all, all along, so... Yeah,
2: if anything. Um... Yeah, this was a triple threat.
1: <laughs> they just <laughs> go full. You know, it's, I saw the thing the other day where they were like, do you remember when they had the 8K cameras or whatever? Yeah, right yeah. There? But quickly. Oh, my God. Yeah. That was unbelievable. I think they were just testing it out to use some, like they proper were. sports. And
2: it, it suited the Thunderdome because it was like, well, let's not look at the crowd, let's yeah, look yeah.
1: at the wrestlers. But um, <laughs> They're just going to spend all the budget that they've now got from TKO, whatever it's called, uh, green-screening Stephanie McMahon bringing out Bianca Belair and Asker instead of,
2: hey, it's a women's revolution. Here it is. Uh, do you not remember 2018? Good. Yeah, this match is one of them ones. You know when something is so... Uh, that it exists so far before anything else that happens in front of it that the kind of the rest of the journey is pointless. There's like a vulgar expression for it. Like, this was a SummerSlam triple threat before it came out of its mom's vagina. Yeah. Like... It was already cooking up before even Charlotte Flair returned mm-hmm. and interfered in that. Like, was it a promotion? I'm front of the line. Oh, on that belt. Charlotte's the wrong belt. You're pointing in the wrong yeah, belt. Yeah. Like this was just that from that moment. And they've kind of like had this uphill battle ever since. You're right. That was another reason why it didn't go on money in the bank. Um, it would have been like counterproductive to put it on Charlotte there when you knew the triple threat was coming. It would be counterproductive here for Bianca to win it when shot Char- when the triple threat is coming. But in order to try and counter that, I have a nervous feeling the game Triple H is going to try and, like, throw people off by having Charlotte Flair screw Bianca Belair and have Asuka beat her. Okay. Because she's the baby face, and he just, he can barely book baby faces, and he can't book women anymore, so, but, he, like, there's this sort of, like, company mandate in a safe in Connecticut that says push Charlotte Flair. So like he has to book her. Mm-hmm. When Bianca interfered, it was like, Bianca, you stupid idiot. You've cost Charlotte. When Charlotte interferes, it's Charlotte tapping her brain and be like, you can't outthink the Queen. Mm. And Bianca's lost. And we're all the idea of that is like WWE believe it's like the fans are going to rally around Bianca fighting her way back. Like Charlotte going like Job done, singles match for me and Asker at SummerSlam. Thank you, out the way, back of the line. <laughs> and we're all supposed to go, no, this will not stand. Yes. Bianca, B E S T. get back in the match yeah. and all that sort of stuff. And that's, like, I think that would be terrible booking. I think it would make Bianca Belair look, like, frankly, like, in real life, politically out of her depth. But in kayfabe, it would make her look like somebody that's got to, like, Fortuitously work her way back into a title match rather than just being the kind of the champion that never fairly lost. Mm. She's this is the match tonight to justify her fairly losing. You know, they've not done the automatic rematch, but it's like I was screwed, Mm. I do deserve a crack to get this belt back. Her losing this is kind of a disaster. So here's me actually campaigning for a cheap DQ for the triple threat we all know that's happening, but I'm very nervous that Asuka gets it done because Charlotte. Oh, you came at the Queen mm. and you missed. So.
1: I just hope, because like we said, we all know that this is not a definitive result that will mean these two will not wrestle for the next. Uh, they're going to be wrestling in a ring together with another person probably in there, if not more, yeah. in the next three or four weeks, basically. Mm-hmm. But I don't want them to just go, we need to do a ref bump, so we'll just do, uh, go to Miss Bianca and Bianca ducks and it hits the ref, or Bianca goes to the KOD and the referee puts himself in a position that they should never be in. Yeah. So, how about Hair Whip the ref? Really good. Asuka does the Matrix, it flies over Asuka. Yeah. Oh, my bloody nuts. <laughs> or oh, whatever.
2: Like, uh, the, really working
1: with Jessica Carr, obviously. The referee, but...
2: formerly known as Rudy Charlton, TNA Money in the Bank. Ah! Like, b- very believable. So Best he's...
1: ref bump in recent memory was at Money in the Bank. He's you just absolutely... Oh, my
2: we... <laughs> Absolutely spoon the tip of his dick on that middle rope as he was going out. Oh, that's a ref button
1: pack and buying a bloodline
2: man. Uh, There's a real guttural pain from that poor guy. Yeah, something creative. Just give us something creative. What if um like imagine I try this one of size? Imagine Charlotte Flair shows a bit of weakness. Imagine Bianca Blaire, Imagine Bianca Blair ducks the mist and Charlotte takes it. And that's her actually disposed from being able to interfere when she inevitably comes out to is she watching? Is she commentating? Well, she doesn't. No, never established. I imagine actually she'll buy that, a ticket for. Ringside. She'll get missed and be like, ah, I've got Auntie missed. Contact <laughs> lenses in one nil. Go, come with the Queen. You best not miss. Like she, that's what she does. She goes like she's got hands over her face. Ah, fingers into the eyeballs. Ah <laughs> you didn't counter my contact lenses <laughs> sticker it one, two, three. I mean tap out, new champion, <laughs> both I pinch and I submitted <laughs> the same time. Um moving on. That miss spot's a good one. I just don't want Charlotte. Like, I'll come up with yes. that. And it's like, oh, I'm a creative genius, but like not for Charlotte
1: Flair. <laughs> uh I'm scared about asking you this. Is there any saving Karrion cross? Because they've rebooted his character about three different times, they've set him up in feuds. That, like from the moment he didn't win the feud against Drew McIntyre, I was like, uh oh, he's in a bit of trouble here. Yeah, and then they went, okay, he's going after AJ Styles now. And I was like, well, AJ Styles is Teflon's losses, mm-hmm. that's fine, they're not, not doing with anything with AJ for a while. And then last week, it was like, okay, they've got Meachin out there to even the numbers. And yes, Karen Cross was carrying an injury, which was weird, as Sid pointed out on the review on Monday, for a heel to have that and a baby face to. Yeah. You know arguably have a, an asterisk next to the win. But yeah, without Scarlet distracting AJ going for the phenomenal forearm, he just hit it. <laughs> Michin took out Scarlet, and then the next time he went for it, he just hit it and pinned carrying cross. Like, my word, what are they doing with this man?
2: Yeah. Um in the Pulp song Miss Shapes, Jarvis Cocker sings of mistakes, mistakes, misshapes. And is referring to people like me, I'm not going to throw you in with this, but certainly people like him, who are kind of like, slightly left of centre, not politically, but possibly, in terms of their hobbies, their interests, people that might be called geeks, or nerds, or dweebs, or dorks, or all Mm -hmm. that kind of thing, who um, will ultimately one day be able to rise up and, like, do well in life over the jocks, because... They've got their minds. And yeah, they, they had to have like these off kilter tastes because the mainstream just wasn't for them. It's kind of why I'm a WWE guy. I like the art house stuff. You know, I don't need that <laughs> mainstream trash on Wednesdays. Like, um, and Carrying Cross is the type of person that would shove the misshapes in their lockers. Yeah, and I sense that's why there's not a great deal of sympathy for his plight. He's like this. Gruff meathead. Like, if you couldn't see him in his goth stuff, it'd be in like, a Letterman jacket. Mm. And not the Chad Gable type. Yeah. Like, he'd be... Varsity. Just, yeah. He'd just be a varsity athlete if he wasn't this, like, guy that really buys into his own gruff meathead exterior. And I just think that's why it's easy. And like, look, I'm speaking for myself when I talk about these misshapes. And I'm looking at myself, and I mean it literally, but like <laughs> emotionally and like wrestling in itself, despite how massive it is, is still a niche and it's still something that's often talked about in whispered tones. And I just don't think the fan base cares that this guy is a complete loser. I think they're looking at him going, Good, I'm glad you're a loser. You would be the type that would flush my head down a toilet mm. or you would go, good out of wig punk, like him and die jack would get along. Just oh, yeah. The Dijak character, I'm sure, Donovan Dickhead is not really like that. But, like, he doesn't strike me as being like that. And I just don't know what happens with him as a result because he's not... You can't turn him babyface off the back of, like, all these losses in his guise. No. He can't be, like, the fallen prey, everybody's in trouble because carrying Cross is here. Because there's, like, objective evidence that nobody's in trouble. Mm. Like... At least when it might be slightly inconvenient. At least when Lance Archer came in, everybody did die. Like it's not like he comes in, nobody <laughs> dies. Like it takes a while for that gimmick to not be credible. Everybody's fine. <laughs> like that's been carried like fall and pray for your dinner break because you're bored watching carrying cross. This feels like work. Like it's just not. It's it's never felt a threat. He's never felt mm. a threat. And I don't know where he goes as a result. I couldn't have in a million years imagined that they would go back to the AJ Styles feud after AJ beat him clean before Night yeah. of Champions. I would have bet the house on him winning when they did return Indeed. to it. I don't get it. Is Triple H enjoying punishment booking him? Is he resentful of... Is this that weird wrestler thing that was a just a staple of the Vincent Mann era that like probably Triple H doesn't get enough grief of, where like, yeah, a guy might not be knocking out of the park... But have you really thrown him the ball? Mm. Have you given him a bat to hit the thing with? Like, the the creative is terrible. I don't like Karen Cross. Don't think he's an interesting wrestler. I'm not a Derek guy when it comes to the gimmicks. So, like, that sort of stuff isn't for me, but it was for loads of people. Yeah. Me and you still remember it. 2020, oh, I like nothing about NXT anymore. I like one little thing about Karen Cross's presentation. Have them stand up in the gods. Keith Lee's fate is inevitable. Oh, mate, mate sticks w- with me. Oh, we've
1: oh. been banging on about Saint Anger in the office this yeah. week, and that video package featuring Metallica setting up Takeover Thirty. Yeah, I think it's one of the best things WWE did during the pandemic. And then the match was, was absolutely sensational. I know we got
2: injured, but the match was so boring, and all the um, like the artifice fell away, and mm. the veneer fell away. And you're like, oh, that's why you got to present them like this because what the. F- Frigga, you thinking, send him out there for twenty minutes to do like a Keith Lee chin lock match. Yeah. How's this bad? Get back to putting contracts with fireballs in the ring. Like there, <laughs> it's just never worked for me. And it feels like it's never working for Triple H, but his job is to make it work. I try to think who they could pair him with. i I like cannot a tag see team or something. The, I tell you a comparison for me at this point, right? And it's partly... So, like, sometimes it's like, ah, oh, is it the gimmick? Is it the wrestler? Is it the company? Ah, oh, is it awkwardly a little bit of all three and we just need to start again and try and salvage something on the undercard? It's reminding me a little bit of Albert's return as Lord Tenzai. Mm. Like, the fearsome is all... The fearsome's all front. You give him a bit of a push out of nowhere. Ten, like, he got the NXT title. Tenzai got the pin Cena. It's like, is this the thing? Are we doing this? Are we really doing this? Like, the work is just... Give him a chance. I try this one. That didn't work. And then at the end, he's like, "What was he the? He was the hip hop hippo with Scotty too hot years earlier." But he basically went back to dancing yes. full with brothers clay, dancing fool undercard tag team. Oh. I know, I know. Like like carrying cross, more like carrying happy. More like Chris Jump, <laughs> Backward jeans, like front facing jeans are working great for Big Bill. Put some backward ones on carrying and cross and call him Chris. Like carrying inverted commas. I love it. Chris. That's the
1: only thing they splash out on. Alright, AW's buying like, you know, really expensive entrance music, so how much do we
2: need to pay for it? Oh my god. Go on. You know he's he's got the wick wick cross track, Yeah. But he's never really had his name for a hidden blade because it's neither hidden nor a blade. <laughs> but he just he kinda of wallops them, doesn't he? It's crisscross, so we can just call it the wiggly 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 whack. <laughs> Yes. So he does the he does the cross rocket to like floor them, and then does the wiggity 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 whack to get the win. Fixed it. Yep. You're welcome. Wb. WWE.
1: WWE. One person who doesn't need fixing is one Grayson Bloody Waller. Yeah. He lost last week, but it was against Edge mm-hmm. first and foremost. I know it was his first match, but I think uh, it didn't do any harm to him. And Edge said, "You swam, kid." Hell of a week.
2: Great week for Grayson. Waller. Oh
1: yes. Um, but what's next for him? I feel like. People, you know, usual, oh, it's the end of the world. He's lost one match. But this is only the beginning for him. And they've got high expectations. And quite rightly, I love Grayson Wall. I've loved him from his time in NXT.
2: So after being really concerned, actually, about them getting him wrong, John Cena at the pay-per-view and this Edge match feels like a very important reverse course. I was talking to Sidge about the Edge match, and he had a lot of fundamental problems with it that I don't disagree with. But I think I think you're both right. I think you're right, too. I think this is a one of them. You kind of get used to, you get trained to what a WWE stamp of approval looks like. Mm-hmm. Austin Theory versus John Cena at WrestleMania was not one. Nope. Edge versus uh, Grayson Waller was. Yeah. Uh, I think the best move, I don't necessarily think they're going to do this, but I think the best move is to give him a very, very big Grayson Waller effect at SummerSlam. Not a match. A very big, whether it's they find a celebrity, whether they've got some, oh my God, Kevin Nash, Detroit wrestling legend that could be interviewed in a Detroit stadium for the Grayson Waller effect. And I'm not pitching the um, legend beats up the new guy. Quite the opposite, in fact. Grayson Waller. Legend killer. yeah Grayson Waller gets to kind of like disrespect. I'm going to say it. Let's have big sexy at SummerSlam, right? Um, Let's just go for it. So he's got Nash on the Grayson-Moller effect. A Detroit legend, ladies and gentlemen. Big lazy, I mean big sexy, hobbling out here on those quads of his. Kevin Nash. Hong, Hong. <laughs> so straight away, like me and the rest of Detroit are ready to swing for him. I want to kill him. Nash is the coolest guy in the room. And yeah. He will not be out-called by this complete dweeb. But he's, you know, like an older man. Yeah. And, uh well, easy there, big fella. Do you need me to get you a, a lower stool? In a bit of trouble getting up on that one. Oh, it's great to have you. <laughs> <heavy. laughs> Diesel. <Dazzle>, more like. These nuts. <laughs> great. Uh, I'll tell you what, we're knocking out the material from this week, aren't we? Hey, we're cooking. <laughs> What's that smell? Uh, aye. So let's say he gets Kevin Nash out of the Grace Smaller effect, and he does. Um, like he knocks him to the floor with a punch. And it's pretty bad. Ooh. And it's basically the slightly more physical version of Imperium standing down DX. Yeah. And who was it that came out to fight with Imperium? Was it like. Uh, Roy's 30 wasn't it was it Riddle and some guy I can't remember but like DX like well we don't want any of this yeah. at all like Nash won't be disrespected by Grayson Waller yes. but then Grayson Waller sucker punches him <gasps> and he tried to boo in and he's putting the boots to him and then our baby face comes out off the Smackdown roster and that's your program good right? that's your sort of that's your post SummerSlam series for Grayson and Waller and I, uh, AJ Styles is should be free yeah why not AJ Styles well,
1: in order to set that up, maybe you should attack a legend on tonight's show. I'm just trying to get his way to play.
0: Time to play. It's time to play the game! Time to play time the to game! Ha 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 ha!
2: Tamina.
1: Well, I have the WE alumni page up in front of me. Uh-huh. I'm scrolling through it. Whenever you're ready, tell me stop, tell me your number between. One and four, and that is the person that tonight Grayson Waller will start his legend killer gimmick against.
2: Stop. You've just quivered there at that stop. Uh, Three. (laughs) You do this sometimes, and I get really nervous that I should have, like, had your re-spin.
1: If you'd have said one, Uh we'd have had uh, NXT UK star Eddie Dennis.
2: Oh, yeah. Ex-teacher, maybe a teacher again, I'm not sure. If you'd have said two. You would have had
1: Eden Stiles, I believe was her name. Just says Eden here. Oh, man, that would be good. Please get bring her in. If you just said four, mm-hmm. you'd have had Ember Moon. What oh, what ah. she's up to nowadays. That would also be good, but that's not going to happen. She's actually technically fighting tonight, isn't she? A bit
2: busy on Rampage. Right, hang on. Like, have I summoned Eddie Guerrero back from the dead? No. Good. Right, no, That's okay. I'd be not.
1: insensitive, yeah. Wouldn't do that. What <laughs> you have chosen, okay. and... I believe he could make this gimmick work is according to our predictions. Yeah, yeah.
2: Which are always 10% true. This game has never failed. Yeah. Do you want to read it out? Yeah.
1: Okay. I'll do the big. Tonight on Friday Night Smackdown, the title's on the line as Asuka battles Bianca Belair and all the fallout from the trial of the tribal chief. Also in action, <laughs> following on from his narrow loss to Edge, following the Grayson Waller effect thing last week. It's Grayson Waller, it's Michael Havlod, yeah. versus...
2: El Torito! <laughs> well, do you, know, do you know that three million figures is getting topped. Do you know what? Do you know what is absolutely wild, right? Look at this list again. We don't fake these things. We never fake them. Wilborn is looking at a list, and just to reiterate, Eddie Dennis, Eden, Ember Moon, El Torito in the middle. When you were turning that round, because I wasn't sure of his status, who would fit there alphabetically? Edge, ah, oh, like exactly—that's where he would fit yeah. on the uh, the thingy page. And I just thought for a second he's going to be taking on Edge <laughs> again. again.
1: Well, lots to look forward to on SmackDown tonight. Apparently, let us know your thoughts ahead of the show
2: on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Uh, watch, they can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Hanfler at my favorite one is Rasmataz. Spotify Razmatas, underrated pulp banger. It, IMO, it's not even underrated. They're massive. All the songs are massive. At Michael Hanfler.
1: Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE, and make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcast from for daily wrestling podcasts. Me and Sid will be here later on uh, for the AW Collision Preview, and we've got Wrestling Culture with a hashtag Bloody Good Quiz coming your way later on today as well. But for now, this been the SmackDown Preview. My thanks to Michael Hanfler. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon.
2: This message comes from Bof Sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it